Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let's see here. (laughs) We got our guest on Mr. Tim Starks, well-known IT security consultant and systems troubleshooter. Uh, When it comes to finance and doing well in the era that we find ourselves he says follow the money amen to that what is a SWOT analysis you might ask how to do it right in 21 SWOT stands for strength weakness opportunity and threat analysis that's SWOT you got to do that like businesses do businesses do it to determine the threats and the opportunities and all that kind of stuff what are their strengths and their weaknesses etc you ought to do that for your personal finance and your family We talked about hyperinflation. Why have we not seen it yet with all the money printing? Will we experience hyperinflation like Zimbabwe did, like Venezuela, uh, like um, Germany? We talked about the fact that the key is to get out of debt ASAP, ladies and gentlemen. Right? That's the key. Is there a stock market bubble? Is there a real estate bubble? Who gets hurt? Who does well in a hyperinflationary scenario? Will cryptocurrency survive and do better than stocks? Or will stocks do better than crypto, huh? How do we position ourselves to weather the future? And how do we profit and do all right? What is the velocity of money, you might ask? Well, it's really the velocity of the circulation of money. And it's a measure of the number of times the average unit of currency is used to purchase goods and services in a given period of time. If the velocity of money is increasing, then there's more transactions in a shorter period of time, right? That's how it is. That's how velocity of money works. Hyperinflation in the Weimar Republic. We talked about Venezuela's hyperinflation has dragged on for 36 plus months and we're not even seeing close to an end, says Forbes. Wow, that was hour one. In hour two, I continued some of the discussion. And I talked about, uh, you know, uh, Tim Starks in the first hour talked about stocks he's investing in. He says, you know what? Batteries are going to be hot as they promote global warming and got to move to electric vehicles. Uh, So batteries are hot. Solar panels, you know, electricity, uh, new style, wind, solar, whatever, new energy, hot, hot. Get into the hot stocks, he says. So neither of us are financial advisors take our advice or opinions with a grain of salt anyway next hour or second hour i talked about the car companies listen to this uk-based luxury car brand jaguar announced all of its vehicles will be electric by 2025 associated press next one 
General Motors pledged to make its passenger cars, vans, and its sports utility vehicles. Yeah, listen, all electric by 2035, Washington Post. The next one, BMW announced that 50% of its sedans, sports utility vehicles, and many vehicles will be electric by uh, 2030. That's Forbes magazine. So big support for the point Tim was making first hour. I talked about, though, did you know yesterday was National Battery Day on February the 18th? Oh, I guess it's coming up here tomorrow, right? National Battery Day is tomorrow. Anyway, the point is, folks, whether you like global warming or not, whether you agree or not, it doesn't matter because they're literally manipulating things. And if you've seen one thing about how much control the deep state has, just look at the COVID fiasco. They've shut us down and manipulated us and lied to us for a year straight. And it's not even coming to an end, not even close. And they've changed your life drastically. So don't underestimate the deep state, the global cabal, whatever you want to call it, and what they can do, right? Well, they now tell you they're turning their sites to, quote, global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it. And now here's a headline that ought to shock you. Listen carefully to the wording. Pollution made COVID-19 worse. Now lockdowns are clearing the air. Beth Gardner writes the piece. All right. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, here's how they're pitching it. You are the enemy of the earth. A human-caused climate change denier. You need to be put in prison for your uh, beliefs. You're undermining everything. You are a problem and need to be stopped. Now, between you and me, you know whenever the propagandists want to promote an agenda and you stand against that agenda, they don't debate it based on science, based on fact, based on evidence, based on information. Uh, They debate it by attacking you. See, we're not going to debate global warming or climate change uh, or global freezing or cooling or whatever else. We're just going to simply say, if you don't believe us, it's already settled. The science is there. It's already settled. If you don't go along, you're a terrorist. You should be arrested. You should be stopped. You're the enemy of the earth. Okay. The bottom line is it's a godless cabal for control, ladies and gentlemen. A godless, satanic, global, secret combination for tyranny and control. And you and I need to combat it by turning to God Almighty and repenting so that he'll heal our land and protect us. That's biblical reality, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to turn to God and obey his commandments and acknowledge him. And when we do, we have the um, silver bullet for solutions. Uh, The battle's on, though. Either you're going to be a, uh, accept that you're a godless enemy to the earth, or that you believe in God and God created the earth and put us on it today for a reason. We're not here by uh, happenstance. This is God's grand design, and I'm here in the time that I am, Due to the wisdom of my wonderful Father in Heaven who loves me, who cares for me, who put me on the earth because he wants me to succeed and progress uh, in my life. He wants me to have a family and do well. And so he's given me these loving people around me to, to care for me as I care for them. And the fun, fundamental, fundamental unit of society is the family. Anyway, I digress. Except I bring this all up to say it's one of the two views, folks. There is no in-between. So while we're debating uh, the coronavirus and climate change together is what they're using to promote their tyrannical agenda, dishonest as all get out, let's talk about it. James Edwards, well-known talk show host in his own right, author of Racism Schmacism, his award-winning broadcast syndicated by Liberty News Radio every Saturday evening available at thepoliticalcesspool.org. Welcome back, my friend. 
Wait, hold on. I got to put you up. I'm not doing my job. There you go, sir. Go. Hello, Sam. It's great to be back with you on this beautiful and bitterly cold uh, winter uh, winter week we're having in the South. That is beautiful, but it is cold. All right. <laughs> we're I want, doing the I best know, we can. I don't know how cold, because let me give you a couple of headlines. The headline I wrote says this. Weather colon. Freak storm or intentional weather manipulation? Well, luckily for me, I guess, I love the winter, and I can't get enough of it, uh, although this one has been historic. Uh, I think the last time it got down to zero degrees Fahrenheit, which it was at yesterday here in Memphis, Tennessee, the Mid-South, I was a teenager. Uh, So it's been about 20, uh, a little over 20 years uh, since it's gotten this cold uh, consistently down. I think we spent uh, 24 to 36 hours in the single digits. Uh, And not only that, I mean, you've got snow up uh, about halfway uh, up your ankles to your knees (laughs) when you walk outside. It it was a big one. And and, uh, when you live here in Memphis, there's about about on average one day a year where it gives you just enough of a dusting to where you can go out and maybe do a snowball fight or at least walk around in the snow. Maybe one day a year, sometimes twice, sometimes none. And uh, the the times where it snows big enough to where you can actually get out and build a snowman with your kids, that happens about maybe once every five years. And uh, it does get cold, but it doesn't typically get cold enough on a day that where there's precipitation to, to form snows. You know, it's about 30, 30s to 40 degrees is the, the norm. Well, we got a huge dump of snow just last week, and everybody's freaking out. I mean, in places like Dallas, which is much further south than we are, uh, it's even worse. And we're getting another one today and tomorrow. So we're getting two uh, historic snows within a seven-day period for this, uh, at least historic within my lifetime. And that's why I ask the question, Extreme Weather Watch colon is my headline. Freak storm or intentional weather manipulation? That's what you got to ask. Now, years and years and years ago, I used to interview a guy named Nick from Alaska. And Nick really broke the details. He was a scientist, and he broke the details on the HARP system. And we haven't talked about HARP for a long time. But nevertheless, here's the headline. There's a group called Core Press, or Press Core, I'm sorry. PressCore.ca. It's a Canadian news site, okay? And PressCore.ca wrote a big article about this. And their headline says this, HARP, H-A-R-P, right? HARP responsible for recent record-breaking snowfall and extreme cold weather. Uh, and it's an interesting article that talks about HARP, etc., uh, etc. Et Are you familiar with this HARP uh, system? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I wouldn't put it past anyone. Of course, we see what's going on with this COVID thing. Uh, and by the way, just a, a quick, a quick, quick thing on COVID. And we'll, we'll continue to talk about HARP. And that is that uh, in the UK, uh, they impose a 10-day quarantine at airport hotels for passengers arriving from 31 different COVID hotspot countries. Sweden and Belarus, which did not have lockdowns, are not on that list of countries. So is that a tacit admission uh, by the UK government that this whole thing is just focus it's a sham quick pause we'll continue on harp in seconds liberty roundtable live have we realized the assault against our lives our liberties our faith to defeat this assault christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail 
in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, can the power of love be a harp, ladies and gentlemen? Woo, baby. It's cold out. Baby, it's cold outside. Man, I'm telling you what. <laughs> James Edwards with me. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Extreme Weather Watch, ladies and gentlemen. Is it a freak storm or intentional weather manipulation? Neither one of those point do I believe the real weatherman. As Kurt Crosby always points out, that is God Almighty. Is he punishing a people for turning their back on God? I personally think the answer is yes to that. Uh, but Harp, they say, responsible for recent record-breaking snowfall and extreme cold weather, presscore.ca with the article. Now, Harp is a system developed by our government. And what it does in general, James, is it uh, intercedes or intercepts the Gulf or the jet stream. And it manipulates uh, the weather, and it can literally create very, very extreme weather. It's a, a weapon, so to speak. And uh, the question is, is harp being used? And here's the problem with a lot of harp and a lot of the, um, you know, aerosol spraying in the skies and all that kind of stuff. There's some evidence for this kind of stuff. But the problem is the evidence is difficult to pin down. But they say harp jet stream. The United States government is actively using its illegal weather manipulation weapon of mass destruction device called HARP to push the jet stream off course and cause record snowfall and extreme cold weather conditions throughout the U.S. and Canada. HARP has actively manipulated the jet stream and creating, quote, unnatural weather anomalies throughout the United States and Canada. What does manipulating the jet stream have to do with manipulating the weather? The jet stream is literally a fast-flowing, at-jet-speed stream of water 
vapor, folks. The jet stream transports atmospheric rivers of water, vapor, around the world. All right? It's roughly the amount of flow as the mouth of the Mississippi River would be. I mean, it's just gargantuan. When these atmospheric rivers make landfall, they often release this water vapor as rain or snow by manipulating the jet stream. Pushing or pulling it off course, harp can manipulate the weather. Harp can alter the path of an existing high-pressure weather system. It can create clear skies or low-pressure system. Storm clouds anywhere on Earth just by heating the ionosphere over the, quote, target region. In a lecture, now listen carefully to me, on April 27th, 1997, at the University of Georgia, former Secretary of Defense William Cohen spoke on, quote, weapons of mass destruction. At that lecture, Cohen asserted that electromagnetic waves can be used to, quote, stimulate Geophysical events such as earthquakes, climate change, volcanic eruptions, and the like. Secretary of Defense Cohen also stated that this is being used in an eco-type of terrorism. Can we take Cohen's assertions to be factual? Anyway, it goes on and on, James. And I don't really like to read, but the point is the government has developed and is now actively using weapons that can create mass destructions by natural phenomena creations, so man-made natural phenomena, if you will, earthquakes, weather modification, inducing heavy snowfall, volcanic eruptions, etc. Cohen's warnings about the existence of HARP. Well, HARP was created back in the Bill and Hillary Al Gore administration. And uh, now they're creating a global global warming hoax, and they're creating uh, situations where they can make millions and millions of dollars off the destruction. So heart beams electromagnetic waves into the Earth's ionosphere to trigger these events. Anyway, there's congressional records that report these details as well. This is not just hearsay. Congressional hearing records during the Clinton administration and HARP patents revealed that HARP does heat the ionosphere. As you know, heat causes things to expand. We also know that heat rises, and as HARP heats one part of the uh, ionosphere, the the ionosphere expands and gets pushed higher. It can cause a, quote, controlled diverting or altering of the natural path of jet streams. HARP can also create a, quote, column-shaped hole with a diameter of 30 miles, which can rise. Anyway, the lower atmosphere then moves up that column created to fill in that space, and it changes pressure systems below it. The result of hot surface air being sucked up into the column to hear the, or to fulfill the column-shaped hole is a HARP-created hurricane. Or as a tornado if it's made over land. Now, the April-May 2000 issue of the Scientific American contains an article on the effects of altering the course of the jet stream. 
this slight change to the jet stream path, well, relates right above where the Harp facility is. Yeah, it created a storm front 4,000 miles away in Texas and Louisiana. Then it moved into central Florida where it triggered a couple of tornadoes. So the uh, article gave evidence to the fact that weather modification is certainly possible with a very slight change to the jet stream. Anyway, there you have it, James. There's a lot of evidence to a lot of this, but no one wants to really talk about it. Now, you catch them talking about it in little blips where they pretend they're stopping problems, okay? For example, they're talking about satellite technology, and they're and they'll they'll talk about it when it's they're going to save you from weather crisis. They don't talk about it much, but there's also what's called a jet stream solar power satellite, and it submits or or it pushes microwave energy into a jet stream to quote steer it, if you will. Anyway, now they say HARP and the United States government under the Barack Obama administration. Well, are they creating natural heavy snowfalls, intentionally breaking power lines and creating power outages? HARP was intentionally built as a weapon of mass destruction. And if we don't stop any and all use of the entire planet, for all mankind will be in trouble. There's a lot here, James, but I want your comments now. All right, a lot to unpack there. First of all, with regard to HARP, I've heard about it. I mean, obviously, neither you or, or, or nor I can uh, absolutely testify to its validity. Although I, I would say uh, it seems to damage their global warming narrative when you have record-breaking clo- uh, uh, cold and snow and icefall in, uh, in parts of the country that uh, hardly see it at all. In fact, <clears throat> there was on the Weather Channel... Keep in mind, we're only in mid-February, and so uh, this has been going on for nearly a week now here with this cold snow and ice. Well, so just the week before, the first week of February, the Weather Channel, the Weather Channel said this is going to be an unusually warm February. Uh, and so it was just less than a week later that the supposed experts got it so totally wrong. Not only was it not unusually warm, it's historically cold. And uh, some of this, uh, again, with regard to global warming, I remember talking to Dr. Virginia Abernathy, who's a professor emeritus at Vanderbilt University, about this time last year. And uh, she was talking about the fact that this all runs in cycles and and you you look at the sunspots and the sunspots are going to go into a period of uh, regression and we are going to have a period of global cooling. Now, she said that last year. And now, you know, you look around and you say, wow, maybe maybe she was onto something, because, again, this isn't just an anomaly. This is almost unprecedented, and I think it is unprecedented for Texas. But going back to to HARP, uh, in Texas where the windmills are completely frozen that generate the wind power, where people are sleeping in their cars, I mean, there, it is uh, catastrophic in Texas. Uh, probably up uh, up to with regards to total damage, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rival hurricanes and things like that. But with regard to a weapon, 
if they were able to manipulate it, and I don't discount that. I can't say that they're absolutely doing it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, everything that you're saying would not surprise me at all. The technology that they've got, the weapons that they've got, they're doing things. They've got things we, we, we don't even know about, and this could be one of them. And if it is a weapon, I can tell you this is a, a very effective way to bring a city to an absolute standstill. Not just a city, but an entire swath of a country. And, in fact, the American South, which is completely crippled right now, is, is larger than most countries of the world. So uh, that that would be a way to do it. And I was telling uh, you, sharing with you in the break, Sam, that uh, it just a foot thick of uh, because of the snow drip, snow and ice on the streets out here. Uh, people uh, cannot get out. People cannot drive. People are not going anywhere. The mail's not running. We're going to talk Pipes about it a whole busting. lot more, ladies and gentlemen. Second time, Sam Bushman, Kurt, or James Edwards with me, thepoliticalcesspool.org. We shall continue in seconds. Freak storm by design or by act of God or just a freak storm? What do you say, folks? Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A historic winter storm has killed at least 21 people in Texas, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Missouri, including four killed in a house fire in Sugarland, Texas. Millions of Texans are without power, and killer tornadoes were produced in the southeast on Tuesday. Officials in Texas drew criticism as the state's emergency grid repeatedly failed, forcing rolling blackouts. The ERCOT, the Energy Reliability Council of Texas, has proven to be anything but reliable. I will be asking for accountability in Austin and possibly an overhaul of the state's electrical capacity and the electrical plan for the state of Texas. Galveston County Judge Mark Henry on Tuesday. President Biden has promised a majority of elementary schools will be open five days a week by the end of his first 100 days in office, restating his goal after his administration came under fire when aides said schools would be considered open if they held in-person learning just one day a week. USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Fulton County, Georgia, voted on Tuesday to fire its elections director after a disastrous 2020 presidential election and two Senate runoff contests. The Fulton County Board of Registration and Elections voted 3-2 to two on Tuesday in favor of firing Richard Barron, who had held the post since 2013. 
The longest hockey game in history of history is complete. Oddly enough, it was intentional. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. The world's longest game of hockey has come to an end after more than 252 hours of play. The event, held at an outdoor rink in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, is an annual fundraiser for the Cure Cancer Foundation, supporting life-saving cancer research at the University of Alberta. Forty players took the ice on a 24-7 schedule in frigid temperatures starting on February 4th. Over 252 hours later, Team Hope eked out a win over Team Cure 2,649 to 2,500. 528, breaking the Guinness World Record for the longest hockey game. However, the most impressive number was the money raised for the Cure Cancer Foundation, $1.84 million. From the USA Radio News, Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards, Sam Bushman on your radio, breaking down the weather situation. It's bad out there is what they say, ladies and gentlemen. Extreme weather watch. Do we have a freak storm or intentional weather manipulation? And if intentional, by who? Harp responsible for recent record-breaking snowfall and extreme cold weather. Presscorp.ca with the article. Frigid onslaught stretches, limits of electric grid, Texans shiver, casting blame as power fails. It's getting bad, folks. And, um, you know, it's all over the south. It's serious storms everywhere. In fact, Utah rarely closes schools, but today closing schools. Storms really across a significant portion of the country like you haven't seen uh, in forever. Now, I'm not going to say there's never been storms like this, but I will say it's very interesting. And you got to kind of wonder, are they involved in weather manipulation? And here's what I find interesting about this, James, and here's my question to kind of top off uh, this discussion a little bit. If HARP or weather manipulation systems are being used, it should be fairly easy to verify if they've been turned on or not. HARP is not something that could just be turned on without notice. Uh, if you will. And so what I find fascinating is we can never get to the bottom of these claims. I don't know if harvest being used and if governments or people, rogue agents in government are manipulating the weather, or if God's just angry with the people for turning their backs against him. But I'll tell you what I do know. They will never let a good crisis go to waste, and they will use this to up to gain the upper hand and gain more control over the people. James? Well, it's a, it's an interesting question, one that I don't think we can um, entirely answer here. Either is, uh, of course, possible. Uh, I, I, of, of course, I believe uh, people so advanced as uh, we have become uh, could have a, an ability to weaponize uh, certain aspects of the weather. Uh, and if this is some sort of a test of that system, I would say, again, it's worked because you've got uh, an entire, really an entire country, if you look at the American South. And it's really more than that. I mean, they, you, you're talking about Utah and you're talking about uh, other swaths of the of the United States that are just in historic, uh, a period of historic cold. But but in the South, especially, especially when you look at te- Texas, Louisiana, I mean, Louisiana's having whiteouts of snow. It's like something from one of these apocalyptic movies, like one of these end of time movies where you get this extreme weather in places that have never seen it before. So if it is some sort of a test of that, I can tell you that they've certainly been able to to uh, to take out the, the movement uh, and the services of um, 
of these states. And uh, as I was saying before the break, uh, I, I live on a street with you know just maybe about a dozen houses. And just of the people that I talked to when we were out and about walking in the snow yesterday, uh, I know that at least three of my neighbors have had, uh, and yours truly included, so that would be four, have had their pipes burst. Well, you can't get plumbers out right now. Uh, because of the extreme conditions on the road, so that's just—I mean, four people in one in one street that I just happened to bump into. Okay, so I—I I mean, that—that's—that's that's gonna be—that's uh, gonna be a big problem for insurance companies. That's gonna be a big problem for people's savings. That's gonna be a big problem for for the service providers. Uh, when you you're, you're gonna have uh, just a complete backup with regard to that. Uh, that that's that's number one. And then again with uh, with global warming, I mean, my God, if this is global warming, I, I, I again, I like the winter. I don't like the winter so much to where it, it causes me trouble with my home. Hold on a minute now. The cooling creates warming, okay? So now that you've got extreme cold, you can expect extreme, extreme heat to follow, my friend. Is that how it works? So you can mock it. You just don't understand the science is your problem, sir. Well, that, I think isn't that how they say it? Or yeah, uh, that's or, exactly what they, they say. have some sort. I've seen Neil deGrasse Tyson saying it's like walking your dog. Now your dog's on a leash and he can go this way or that way, but ultimately he's blah blah blah. Yeah, they they do explain it away, but uh, so I I don't know, Sam. If it's global warming, this is a, a weird way for it to manifest itself with the historic record breaking cold. But um, buddy, when you're painting you know, again, on your lawn this summer, you would talk about it, okay? I tell you what, when this stuff melts too, that's going to be another issue because I mean, it's, you've got and and another one's coming. This is another thing. I mean, we're talking about it. I mean, we're hearing about it during the news breaks. We're hearing about it during the the, the top of the bottom of the hour news about how devastating and and what's going on in Texas. Of course, getting so much attention, their entire power grids just literally frozen. I saw where a nuclear power plant in South Texas froze. These uh, uh, power generating windmills uh, are completely frozen. They're trying to de-ice them like like they they do in an airport and. Um, Another storm is coming. Another storm is coming, and it's going to hit these areas. It's going to hit us again today and tomorrow with actually more snowfall than what happened last week. So you got two in a row, two in a row, two historic storms in a one-week period for the south. Now, again, in Utah and other places, y'all are used to it. It's not uh, that big of a deal, although um, you know I think this one is, is pretty special regardless of the, of the region. But for, for the south down here, it's completely brought everything down to a complete standstill. Well, what percent of America or what percent of the U.S. is under um, you know some kind of an inclement weather scenario right now? Do you know? I, there was a, um, a, an image that was juxt, uh, juxtaposed, two pictures of, of, of Weather Channel, Briefings. I mentioned this a moment ago, where they said just uh, a little more than a week and a half ago, it's going to be an unusually warm February, and they predicted the temperatures. So that's interesting that the meteorologists could get this so wrong. I mean, that you're you're not talking about you know they said last year looking like this year is going to trend upwards or whatever. You're talking about literally just with about a week before this hit, they were saying it was going to be unusually warm across the country, and then they had the just exposed uh, 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 image next to it where it had uh, everything was in orange and and red and these warm colors to significant uh signify the temperature on the on the uh, original uh image and then on the second it was all in purple and blue and uh everything to um designate uh ice and, and co uh snow cold and it was uh it was all of the country from uh portland oregon to uh, obviously the deep south all except for Miami, uh, down in, in below central Florida, they were still in the 80s, but everywhere else was uh, at uh, below normal temperatures 
See, and that kind uh, of points to a lot of this stuff. You move the jet stream and it moves it, but yet you don't move it far enough or whatever else. Then, hey, right after that, it could get somewhat back to normal. Very interesting. Now, they say anywhere from 60 to 120 million people under serious, severe weather right now. Power outages everywhere. A lot of people without power. Um, You know, where do we go from here? I mean, let me ask you this question. You know, what's going to happen next? You got extreme cold. You got extreme heat. You got businesses shutting down. You've got the coronavirus. Uh, you've got, you know, all these things happening kind of simultaneously. And uh, they're going to push this to no end. And so I'll give you an example. State Farm Insurance, right? Big insurance company, literally down for days. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, just look at the. I'm looking at the damage in my own neighborhood. And I can tell you. Uh, I think the time it's gotten down to zero in my lifetime, I can remember one time back uh, when I was a teenager, and we were talking about it now in single digits for for nearly a week. It's going to be 10 degrees tomorrow, 9 degrees uh, tomorrow. And this is the thing that I I, got to mention again. Another one of these storms is coming right now. It's about to hit. So all of these regions, I mean, forget about getting utility crews out to, to the power lines. Forget about any of this. Whatever's been going on for the last three or four days, and I believe it started around, uh, what was it? It had to be uh, Sunday. It, it was on Sunday. What is today? Today's Wednesday? Uh, so that's that's half a week. You're going to be going clear through the weekend, a solid week of people just literally frozen into their homes. Now let me give you these and, headlines. Handling business closures during severe weather. Inclement weather. Do I have to pay my employees? Closed due to inclement weather. What do I do about my employees? Will they get paid? Time off issues for office closings due to weather problems. Will I get paid if my office is closed for snow? Office closed due to inclement weather. Um, Pay policy for snow days. Rules on base closings due to snow. Weather-related businesses. It goes on and on. And look at that. And you go, man... You think we need a stimulus? Now we've got insult injury. Uh, Sam, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something else I was going to say. So everything's closed. Everything, I mean, obviously what you would think would be closed is closed, but I'm talking about the essential. Uh, Of course, everything's been closed for a year anyway because of this COVID nonsense. But now this just absolutely amplifies everything that was going on. But right here, right here in my little town, I can't say this is like this in all the major cities and everywhere, but what, what I'm seeing in my area is Grocery stores are closed. Uh, the tractor supply, you know, these places where you would go to get uh, tools and supplies for a situation like this, everything is closed. All the fast food restaurants are closed. I can't remember a fast food restaurant being closed for anything other than maybe like Christmas Day for a couple of hours or something like that. Everything, literally everything is closed. And if you can go far enough into a town where you can find a Walmart or something that is open, they're sold out of everything you need. I mean, you're, you're not going to find any space heaters or electric blankets or anything like that. So, But th- what, what's so interesting is that we're talking about this widespread damage and carnage. This has this is three days. This isn't like a long period of time where people have been affli- uh, afflicted by, by this situation. We're talking about less than a week in, in, in its entirety. It'll be about a week, and it's completely devastated. Hey, man, if people country. can't have Krispy Kreme donuts, buddy, they're going to riot. <laughs> I'm talking Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, breaking it down just for you. James Edwards' website, deeplivetaccessible.org. Check it out. Check out this headline, James. You ready? I'm ready. Walmart closes 415 stores. Amazon shuts down delivery, buddy. So that, that, that again, think about the unprecedented nature of that for Walmart, one of the and Amazon, two of the I mean, greediest those guys corporations. Are never closed. And <laughs> never closed. And you would think the, that Amazon would say, you know, we're going to be very careful, protect our drivers, but we've got to get goods and hydration and warmth and food to the people. And 415 Walmart stores. I mean, you know what? Um, where are you going to get food? Where are you going to get supplies? Where are you going to? How are you going to stay warm? People are literally dying from exhaust in their vehicles. People are literally in the South now. Headlines say this. Uh, you ready for this? People are burning their furniture to keep warm. And, Sam, I, again, I, I have said a couple of these. Uh, I have repeated myself on a couple of these points uh, f- for a point of emphasis. This has been going on for three days, four days. That's it. And look at how dire the situation has gotten in, in less than a week. And you've got another storm coming, so it's going to go a week. Now, um, by this weekend, it's supposed to get back up into the 40s. But when you have had a deep freeze, and I mean deep freeze down into the to the low single digits for days, and you've had multiple snow and icefall, multiple uh, occurrences of snow and icefall, when it gets back up to 40, uh, you'd, you'd have to go a solid week uh, because it's going to dip back in below freezing at night. I mean, this could th- these conditions could persist for the rest of the month in some of these places. 
What's going to be the toll if that happens and then the cocoa hits on in spring, James? Uh, there you go. And uh, this uh, on top of COVID is, <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to make us cry uncle here and try to make America cry uncle. Uh, but people are going to run out of food, too. If and there has been a rush. global warming and quit trying to uh, create an insurrection at <laughs> the Capitol, buddy, we might stop until then. Hey. This and look, this thing though, people already before this thing even hit, people were uh, running on the grocery stores before they closed uh, and just buying them out of everything, like it was Armageddon coming. And that was before anything even hit. Well, now you haven't had any truck deliveries; the trucks can't get in. Yeah, uh, you even mentioned. I mean, four hundred WalMarts closing, and that's uh, that's unprecedented. And and of course, uh, Amazon, two of the greediest corporations in the history of the world, uh, they're not running. The USPS isn't running. The, the po- I I thought whatever happened to that? You know, through rain, rain or shine, and oh baby, yeah, come <laughs> on, we get it done for you. Or the USPS yeah. come. All right, um, now James, you're one of them evil, wicked, criminal meat eaters, aren't you? Oh yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, never let a a good opportunity go to waste. Bill Gates now. So while y'all are burning furniture to try to stay warm, while people are running from store to store to store to get what they need, medicines and everything else before the meltdown occurs, while people are slipping and sliding and crashing into each other, while there's allegations of government manipulating the (laughs) the, um, jet stream and all this kind of stuff, here's Bill Gates. Ready? Bill Gates says that all rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef to no. combat climate change. So, James, no more hamburger for you, buddy. you got to go to that fake in-the-lab-created beef so that you can combat climate change, my friend. If you'd quit eating I- the meat, you might stop this carnage going on, brother. I'd like to see Bill Gates eat, eat that or, or do any of the things he's... And when did Bill Gates become uh, a scientist? And when did Bill Gates become an expert on all things uh, with regard to vaccines and, and uh, food production and everything else? I mean, he's a computer guy. But, um, well, I, I, I don't know. I guess some people would eat synthetic meat right now because there's no meat to be had in the, in the stores. And uh, we'll see how much longer uh, people can last. But, again, the, the impact and the wide-ranging problems that have been created by just a couple of days of uh, this inconvenience. Uh, I think what it does, Sam, is it's one thing that should be considered is just how fragile this whole thing is. The system, our daily lives, it doesn't take much of an interruption to totally uh, put things in a tailspin. And how long can you go with situations like this before all uh, societal norms unravel? And I'm talking about you start looting and robbing and uh, fighting for food and things like that. It wouldn't take very long for all of this uh, to to just fall apart. And again, just right here, we're just in my little neighborhood. I talked earlier about the pipes busting. Well, there's some people in the neighborhood that haven't had their pipes bust, but they their heat's gone out. All right, so we have heat. We don't have water. They have water. They don't have heat. Uh, so I don't know which one you'd rather be without. I'd probably rather be warm than... Um, I don't know. I mean, you need them both. I mean, they're pretty essential, are they not? Water and warmth. and, and, and So uh, how long will, can people go like that? I mean, you're already seeing uh, a lot of this start to fall apart. Imagine if this was weaponized. You go a couple of weeks like this or a month like this in the winter uh, for places like the South, ill-equipped uh, to, to deal with it because it's just, just so unusual. Yeah, that'd work for you. But here's the next question, James. I'm going to say two words, power grid. All right. 
if everybody, so the power grid goes out. If everybody cranks up their heat at the same time, buddy, you're going to have the electrical grid meltdown. Now, here's what's fascinating. In the summer, California melts down almost every year. You know, the brownouts, blackouts, shutdown. Okay, now it's Texas. So you look at that and you go, what percentage going forward if we have these extreme weather events? Blame it on, you know, whatever you want. Man-made manipulation intentionally. God, natural phenomena, the fact that you burped yesterday when you were drinking a root beer, who knows? But <laughs> the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, what happens when demand on the power grid gets so, um, I don't know what you want to say, to extreme levels, and they have taken most of these coal-fired power plants offline because we're going to go to, you know, these energy choices, like these wind turbines in Texas, to make the point, now they're all frozen and can't even spin. You know, how, how power grids work, et cetera. What's going to happen then, James? We're creating our own demise as we respond to climate change. Even so, no matter what the reality of uh, the cause, et cetera, is. Oh, that, that cuts right to the heart of the matter, doesn't it, Sam? And what we were talking about was just as a result of what we've experienced so far, just to such a, a great extent, it's been able to disrupt society. Well, imagine if something truly apocalyptic uh, happened where the power grid does go out for an extended period of time. Uh, it, it would not take very long at all. It would take, I think, just a matter of, of days uh, before you have just complete anarchy in, in your neighborhoods and in your cities and on your streets. And uh, that that could happen uh, that could happen quickly. And again, down in Texas, all this push for you know renewable energy. Well, all the all the renewable energy stuff has failed. I mean, well, how, how much sunlight are you going to get uh, during a winter storm? How, how much you know with the wind? The windmills are frozen. Um, it, it's um, yeah. So let me give you this uh, for the New York Post. You ready? Here's the headline: Texas lawmakers want probe of state power grid after storm. Okay, what are those guys yeah, doing? Yeah, Look into it and go, hey, hey the power grid went down, man. You know? <laughs> well, hey, that's hey a, we better you, do you, something you're... about that. Can you raise more taxes to pay for the power grid? <laughs> I, mean, I know what I was going to say. You, you mentioned the, 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 the blackouts or the brownouts. I mean, it happens in California all the time. I mean, this is third world stuff. Um, but they are doing that, of course, in Texas. And I think we heard that during the break. I, of course, have been following this uh Pretty closely because Texas isn't too far removed. I mean, we're all a family down here in the South, but they uh, they are having the my wife's sister lives in Texas and they are having these scheduled uh, rolling blackouts, brownouts, whatever they call them, where they um, you know they cut your power. You cut your power on a on a day where it's one degree outside, and it's not going to take long for the house to to cool, uh, to uh, to get cold. Uh, we have a newborn baby here. We normally run our, our heat in the winter when we turn the heat on to about 70. That's normal, right? I mean, we turn on 70 in the summer, too. I mean, we like it. You know, 70 degrees is, is normal for the in, inside of a house. We've had it up until about 74, 75 on the, on the thermostat. We've got space heaters going and a fire going in the fireplace, and it is still, I'm not going to say unbearably cold, but it is still noticeably cold in the house. I mean, much colder than, than uh, you would expect with all that going on and much colder than normal. You can feel it. I'm not so, so cold you're going to die. I got a question. Should we create it, a class action lawsuit against our government officials because they are intentionally taking off stable production of power, shutting down coal-fired power plants based on the, quote, scientific lie of global warming or climate change, and they're literally destroying the power grid from a stability point of view, relying on these whacked-out new energy ideas that aren't working. Just ask the Texans in their windmills. I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of sun down there, too, if they have the solar power rolling either, uh, to make the point. Um, 
And uh, now, if they're intentionally taking the grid down in terms of its stability over this, quote, climate change hoax, at the same time, then, people are dying because they're freezing to death in their homes or they're dying because they can't run a machine that is required for life, etc. We go on and on and on. Um, even hospitals now are saying, you know what? Our backup generators aren't working. It's so cold they won't even run. Look, man, we can't ungel the diesel fuel that it takes to run these suckers. It's so cold. Okay, now, you got governments intentionally dismantling the power supply and mocking Donald Trump for trying to keep it stable. We had an ice storm. This wasn't uh, the time where it got down to zero. It was, you know, in the teens or 20s or whatever. We had an ice yeah, storm. Yeah, like in... super warm back then. <laughs> in the, in uh, When I was about 14, we had an ice storm. A separate occurrence from what I was talking about a moment ago. My grandfather uh, was uh, was dying of cancer, frankly. And uh, all their power went out, and he was on these machines. You know, we brought them down, and we built fire. We had a wood-burning fireplace, and everybody just kind of huddled up together. But my mom now is uh, ill with, um, and has been for years, with breathing issues. She has to wear a, a mask to breathe at night that is run by, of course, electricity. you got to plug it in. So, yeah, I mean, if this isn't something you're talking about with the power, you're talking, everything you just mentioned, this isn't something that has uh, sort of built up over the course of several weeks or a month of these conditions to where, you know, it's just now starting to peter out. I mean, all of this has happened. Then, <laughs> so you can you know you can still count the hours seventy two hours. Yes, seventy two hours. Submitting to you though that they've kind of created this in the making for the last couple of decades. Yeah, they well, moved right, more and, and then, more and more uh, off of electricity, and now we have this demand for it. And at some mm-hmm. point, is there criminal? Uh, yeah, obligations I was going to yeah, mention that. Now you can say and I've gone Biden. too far with my statement, but look, if they're intentionally doing this, at what point do you say there's got to be some culpability? Uh, Biden, of course, just uh, went to war against oil again. You're going to have higher gas prices, and you get, you, you've cut down the pipeline and all of that. And, uh, of course, you know the, the, the only problem is, as they say, you can't beat City Hall. <laughs> uh, that would be a tough, uh, a tough lawsuit to win. But, it, but I think it's completely, um, completely valid and with merit. You know, I don't know where to go with a lot of this stuff, but I, I look at that and I just go, man, Texas lawmakers literally want probe of state power grid After this storm, New York Post is who has it. And I look at that and I go, what are they talking about? What are they going to do on the back end of this? They've been dismantling the power grid over global warming. And by rejecting um, coal-fired power plants or and or nuclear plants forever. And now when the power grid goes down, they're like, hey, man, what happened over there? We better look into this. Are these people on crack? (laughs) I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just saying this is insane. We've dismantled the power plant for decades. And now we go, hey, man, the power ain't working. I mean, I think that's a pretty good postmortem. Are we, ladies and gentlemen? How ignorant are we? And now they're like, hey, don't worry, man. You can just eat fake meat. Well, the lab can't even make fake meat because they don't have any energy. See? You know, I I don't even know how to think about this. This is crazy town. Hour one in the can. James Edwards will be hour two. We're going to talk about Black History Month. We're going to talk about Southern History Month. And we're going to talk about Kindness Month. Because they're all either here or right around the corner. Kindness to Donald Trump. Sue his socks off. All right, Liberty Roundtable Live. One in the can, (laughs) two coming up. God save the Republic.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. This is the broadcast for February the 17th of the year of our Lord, 2021, hour two at two. Our goal to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. James Edwards with me, thepoliticalcesspool.org. He's always with us once a month, two hours, hard-hitting talk. Last hour, we talked about the weather. Extreme weather watch, is it a freak storm or intentional weather manipulation? Harp, some say responsible for recent record-breaking snowfall and extreme cold weather. Presscore.ca with that article. Frigid onslaught stretches limits of electric grids. Texas shiver and cast blame as power fails. Walmart closes 415 stores. Amazon shuts down delivery. Bill Gates says all rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef. Why? To combat climate change. Texas lawmakers now want probe of storm. Uh, after the storm, I'm sorry, they want probe of the state power grid. They're going to look into that dude and fix it just for you. Wow. Always after the fact they look into it. Then they come out and they're like... Well, no harm, no foul here. Now we're gonna, you know, wow. All right, I want to leave the weather discussion. <clears throat> we'll keep talking about it over the next several days. But I got one more headline to just get James's comments on before we move to the next topics. Green energy leaves Americans out in the cold more ways than one. Tony Perkins. <laughs> uh, well, this is something that I often say is that we have been proven right. About everything. And uh, you, you just knew that this wasn't going to be sustainable. The, uh, of course, God does give us the brain power to, uh, to tackle problems that uh, humanity will face going forward into, into, um, into the world and into the future. But he also gave us the resources <laughs> that we would need built into the earth, uh, which is, of course, what we're getting away from. So, uh, yes, I mean, this whole thing, this look, the whole house of cards with regards to what they call wokeism, uh, all of this stuff, uh, the global warming, uh, the climate change, this, I mean, then you get into just all of the other radical, outrageous, ex- really extremist stuff like the transgenderism and uh, all, all the other disastrously harmful things that they push it's all going to collapse uh it it can't stand up to to truth it can't stay stand up to the uh, scrutiny and so it, it will collapse but the problem is they latch on to their narrative uh, even in in, in uh, even though it's uh, completely dev- devoid of uh, of reason and logic they latch on to it until it takes us all down with them and they they force you through this uh, really it's a state religion uh, they they force you to parrot whatever the head table is is saying, no matter what. Uh, and then when it collapses, well, we suffer just the same because the, there was never allowed to be any dissent or a, a difference of opinion. Uh, all of the truth tellers, of course, uh, you know, get snipered, and you know that's where we've been for uh, our whole lives, Sam. Sad to say, but true. All right, I don't know who has a worse <coughs> delegation of representatives. Tennessee, where James is at, or Utah, where I'm at, the race is on to see who can go to the greatest low. Headline says this, NAACP files lawsuit, files a federal lawsuit against Donald Trump and Giuliani. Now, listen carefully. Mississippi 
Democratic Congressman Denny Thompson filed a federal lawsuit against President Trump for citing the riot, also named Giuliani. They say the Oath Keepers were involved as well, and so they're being sued with Trump and everybody else. And Judy, Julie, Rudy, wow, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, also, the Proud Boys International Oath Keepers sued at the same time. I don't even know how to respond to this, but it's all wrapped up into a big old lawsuit with the NAACP at the helm. What a way to celebrate Black History Month, James. Yeah, so I, I saw this. I saw this uh, yesterday, this headline, and uh, I plan to talk about it on my program this weekend. So you've got this representative out of Mississippi who's associated with the NAACP, don't you know? And he is using some obscure, antiquated, anti-Ku Klux Klan law from 1871 and applying it to Trump and, by extension, Giuliani's behavior and questioning the validity of the election results. And, of course, even though they were completely exonerated, Trump was completely exonerated by Congress, uh, of course, now all of the every Tom, Dick, and Harry are, are going to file a suit. Pat Buchanan wrote about it in his most recent column. Here's another little, uh, little weather analogy, if you will. Uh, but Trump is going to now be faced with a blizzard of personal uh, and civil lawsuits uh, over his handling of uh, the post-election weeks. Now, again, Sam, uh, historically, presidents have been basically immune from any sort of uh, attacks like this in the courts just because of the fact that they were president. Well, they say, well, yeah, that that's true if the president did something in his official capacity, but Trump did this as a as, as a private citizen. I mean, what are they talking about? How was he a private citizen when he was questioning the election? And we all know that he didn't cause those people who got out of hand. People get out of hand. Uh, he didn't tell them to do that. I you're mean, one of them so birthers, saying, well, ain't you? He sent, he sent, <laughs> you're one of them 9 you know, truthers, ain't you? Telepathy. You're denying telepathy. climate change, ain't you? This, this is something, though. I mean, he's going to be bottled up in lawsuits uh, until he dies. And, and I, I mean, and, and, and with the way that as criminally corrupt as the court systems are now, who's to say he doesn't start getting judgments handed down against him? I wouldn't be surprised a bit. Uh, and I don't care how much money you've got, if he's a multimillionaire or a, a billionaire like he claims, uh, I can tell you, a few judgments can take care of that lickety split. But just the fact that they were even able to bring a lawsuit against the president uh, for for what happened. Um, well, here's the bottom line. They're not going to, uh, as far as I can tell, let any of the vote fraud allegations even come to discussion. <laughs> okay, so they're going to shut it down in the courts by saying you don't have standing or by literally rejecting it before we ever even get to the merits of the case. Then, okay, except for the fact, though, Sam, that you can't separate one from the other because everything that happened, everything that they don't like, happened as a result of people, que- rightly, I think, questioning the narrative. Hold on, Again, I just it wasn't just Trump. Them. I'm a liberal, and I just separated them. <laughs> shut up. Because <laughs> you, you said it. That's it. That, that, right? That's how it works. And and that's how we allow it to occur in America, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to be rude to James. I'm trying to really make, uh, I'm trying to help people understand a point. James is, what he's saying is accurate, but I'm telling you that they don't care. And we seem to, um, you know, accept this. Pat Buchanan also wrote a column that says this. Will the radical left reunite the GOP? Good question, James. 
I am going to have a big show about this coming up. I'm glad you mentioned this, Sam. Uh, I've seen that article. And there is quite a bit of data that really suggests, and again, we don't put stock in polls. So I don't want to sound like a hypocrite in quoting a poll when it when it favors what I believe to be true and then dismissing polls when uh, it, it says things that I don't believe to be true. But what you can know about polls is this. If there is a poll that is run by a establishment polling organization that reinforces your belief in a positive way, it's probably true because they, they, they normally want to try to suppress things like this. So if it's good news, they try to suppress it. If it's bad news or if it's a manipulated poll, you know, those are the ones, of course, that they, they rush out. So if you do get a poll, I think, that, uh, that reinforces something that you believe to be positive um, and it uh, reconfirms what you already believe through anecdotal evidence to be true, uh, you, you know, you might be able to latch onto that. Well, anyway. Uh, you, you were mentioning, can the radical left reunite the GOP? It is very interesting. Some of these statistics that have come out, polls conducted of Trump voters since Biden's inauguration. Okay, so that's going back uh, right at a month now. What are Republican voters thinking on very sensitive issues with regard to uh, race, with regard to Christianity, with regard to a lot of these hot-button topics? Uh, the findings astounded even me, and I've been in this my entire adult life on the radio for 16 years. So there is a resorting of the Republican Party that is happening. A lot of the neocons, a lot of the never-Trumpers, uh, the suburban, upper-class, country-club Republicans are defecting to the Democrats, and the vacuum that is being filled within the Republican Party, according to a poll of Republican voters, since Biden's inauguration, is staggering. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, well, I, I could pull it up. I don't have it right here in front of me. But well, something thousands, along the lines of eighty percent Republicans have left uh, the Republican Party for the Democrat Party already. Well, that that's one thing. And then what's left? And, and Trump is bringing in some independents and has brought in some independents and working class people that were either uh, not voting Republican or maybe even Democrats or whatever. He's brought he's brought in some of those over the course of the last four years. But there's been a major resorting, and Trump is going to continue to set the agenda for the Republican Party even in exile. Uh, Trump is the king, and he's the kingmaker of the Republican Party. And if he does decide to run again in four years, if he's able to, uh, he'll be able to legally. I'm talking about health wise, and if he's not, you know, completely bankrupt up through uh through these lawsuits that are going to be coming his way he wins the primary but I, I there was again i'm going to spend an hour i've already got a guest lined up uh who has compiled all the data something like 80 percent of republican voters believe that whites i mean you, you couldn't hardly get a white person to 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 say his name to a pollster but they're saying 80 percent of republican voters since the election believe that there's uh concerted anti-white discrimination I have always said, you know, I think all right, middle-class whites, working-class whites fundamentally agree with us, but now the polls are beginning to ferret out that information in overwhelming ways, 80%. That's huge. That's what's going on in the Republicans. So, yes, the Democrats have united them because of this complete browbeating for the last five years uh, on a nuclear level. All right, here's how some are saying bad, Trump could bad. gain the White House once again. I'll tell you about it in a second. Steve Bannon speaking out. Hang tight. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because 
we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, breaking it down. You've got storms across the country, but you've also got political storms like you wouldn't believe. Ladies and gentlemen, headline from Pat Buchanan, will a radical left reunite the GOP? Pat Buchanan, James Edwards thinks the answer is yes. Now, on that train of thought, and then eventually uh, I'll get to my opinions on this. Here's what the headline says. It's World Net Daily, Bob Unra, well-known author with us talking about this here's bob unruh's article and then james will respond to this trump's brand new path to the white house become house speaker impeach biden because joe could be targeted for his illegitimate activities in seeking the presidency right of stealing the presidency illegitimate activity if donald trump can get more and more proof Right? We don't have to prove it today. We don't have to prove it in the courts right now. We don't have to prove it before they impeach. We don't have to. Eventually, though, we just have to connect the dots. Will Trump be able to get that done? Now, listen to the details of the story. Former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon sees a brand new path for his former boss, Donald Trump, to return to the White House in 2024 after a short stint as Speaker of the House, replacing Pelosi. Trump is a disruptor, but he has a long term vision because i absolutely believe in my marrow in the marrow of my bones that trump will be the republican nominee in 2024 says bannon he'll come back to us we'll have a sweeping victory in 2022 and it'll continue in 2024 according to the boston herald bannon suggested trump could run for congress in 2022 and then seek the speaker post because Republicans are expected to gain the majority. We totally 
get rid of Nancy Pelosi. And the first act of Trump as Speaker of the House will be to impeach Joe Biden for his stealing of the presidency. <laughs> Listen, that's what Bannon said. Now, Bannon, through his popular video podcast called War Room, has contended that evidence of election fraud shows Trump won. He argued that the Supreme Court dismissed it on procedural grounds or lack of standing, not on the merits of the case. And one day we will get the merits of the case in front of the American people. On Saturday, he told Republicans they need to confront this radical Biden administration every single day. Should Trump run for Congress in 2022? Some are now asking so that he can be president in 2024. Going forward, we can transform the Republican party into more of a make America great again movement. And we're going to have massive victories in the future. If we do, Bannon said, he said, it's a battle of populists, nationalists, traditionalists against these kinds of globalists, elites, secular radicals. This is what I think the future of this movement is. He said, and, um, the radical elements of the Biden administration will chase out most Democrats, divide their party. And they say the Trump brand is not over the Make America Great Again message of Donald Trump is extremely popular. And uh, it'll continue, says Bannon. Um, now, if you know, understand that uh, Bannon's been in the media for a long time and was in the um, Trump administration. Radical idea. Serious possibility. James, I that's interesting. I have not heard that theory before. I, I listened to that with with quite a bit of interest. I do believe that Trump will run again in 2024. And because that's the kind of guy he is, uh, he doesn't like to take a loss. He, he's got the ego. And I, I'm not saying that as a derogatory thing. I mean, I, you know, he, he he's going to fight to the bitter end. I think he will. Uh, run again in 2024, and I think he will win the nomination. And he could win the presidency, but he's got some problems, and he's going to have some problems. It depends on what happens with amnesty. It depends on what happens, and, you know, how many more uh, uh, third world people are going to be uh, given the right to vote. Of course, uh, these the the third world people uh, uh, they're the straight ticket Democratic voters. How many more of them will come? You already lost Georgia. I mean, whether through fraud or or whatever. Uh, you lost a state that was reliably red, uh, and and there are several other states that are just teetering there on a knife's edge. And if you have uh, more of these people from uh, other nations coming in, uh, other nations outside of Europe coming in, who are going to vote straight ticket Democrat, I mean, you, he could he could either win, or based on the demographic shift and all of these new Democratic voters coming in, he could he could either win or he could lose Florida and Texas and lose one of the biggest landslides in presidential history. Uh, so that's uh, they're going to it just depends on what the Republicans are going to be able to do to stave off more and more of these people coming in who are going to vote. Uh, it's a Democratic voting drive, is what it is. A voter registration drive, uh, so that that's one thing. Now, uh, if he if he does uh, 
run and, and gets the nomination, which he'd be a shoe in for that, he's going to have to do something about the mail-in balloting. I mean, all this stuff we've talked about, uh, election fraud, why would he run again if he believes he's just going to be frauded out? Of, I mean, what's to stop them from uh, perpetrating the same fraud if he runs in 2024? He's going to have to do something to address whatever went wrong all right. uh, a couple me, of months ago, or, or it's not going to go anywhere. And I'm going to throw out another interesting tidbit, because they say that the radicals in the Democratic Party, led by Joe Biden, will create this um, opportunity, if you will. Now, here's the headline from, uh, and during an MSNBC segment, host Nicole Lee or Nicole Wallace suggested that the United States could use drone strikes against Trump supporters to stop domestic terrorism. <laughs> the comments came earlier in the week when Wallace was discussing the events that unfolded at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Um, so she's literally saying we could use drone strikes uh, like we've done uh, around the world to dictators and stuff like that. We could use that against Trump supporters that get all radical, James. Now, this is what I mean by you've got both sides so radical, so polarizing. Here's my take. I'm going to answer Pat Buchanan's question. Will it unite the Republican Party? No, not a chance. Because you got to understand that it's not the Republican Party against the Democratic Party. This is the deep state against the rest of us. And Republicans are as much of the deep state as the Democrats. Don't fool yourselves. Okay, now, are there some well, there's good no, Republicans? Well, no doubt about that. Are there some good Republicans? Yes, there are. But if you expect the Republican Party to rise again, it might happen under Donald Trump, but it will be coalesced or controlled by the deep state. Make no mistake about that. So if you think this is a freedom move, and you're going to join the Republican Party like we did when Donald Trump rolled down the escalator in 16 and we're like, hey, man, the Savior's here. And now you believe we've got a new strategy for the Savior to return. You, you're off your yeah, absolute so, rocker, ladies and gentlemen. How dumb are you, people? Lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to unpack there, too. I mean, Donald Trump was and uh, is the only Republican nominee for president that I've ever voted for. I've always voted Constitution Party or conservative third party. So there's no love lost with me with the Republican Party. They are equally uh, as corrupt and as anti-American and as part of the problem as the Democrats, no doubt about it. Now, Trump appeared to be something different in 2016. If he runs only again, to the, hold on, hold on, only to the naive. Well, I mean, he was at least saying things that no other Republican was going to say. Now, obviously, legislatively speaking, he didn't do a lot. Now, he did combat the media all the way to the bitter end, at least on the surface. And uh, he yeah, gave on a the good surface, example it was a lot of lip don't. service, but he didn't sue him like you did, James. Uh, he didn't do that. and <laughs> Thank you, Sam. No, he didn't. But he did set an example for other men to follow with regards to not apologizing, uh, to not allowing the media to, to, to I mean, the media. But hold on, he did apologize, though. Out. They said you're a white supremacist, and he backed away from different people, and uh, they said, you know well, what? Well, he did you, all that, but you, at least you, he didn't you, go and you do the groveling. That, you say in Charlottesville there was trouble on both sides. How dare you? And he backed away from a ton of things. Yeah, but he, that's true. I mean, obviously Winston there was a flopped. lot that, that he could have improved upon, uh, and uh, but he never did just do the groveling, grotesque apology that uh, that we see so many Republicans do or conservatives do. I mean, they, they live to grovel, and he never did get on and beg forgiveness like a lot of these people and cry and all that. So, but, but here, um, let me let me make this point, though. The Democrats take on Trump for the um, rioting in the Capitol, even though Congress said, hey, not guilty. Okay, but look, now you've literally got a woman. On MSNBC saying we need to use drone strikes 
against Trump's supporters. Yeah, well, and their conservatives yeah. have nothing of a backbone. No one's even speaking out mm. about this except for Sam Bushman. Nobody. And what we should be doing is saying, you know what? You should have 50 million Americans saying he, she needs to resign immediately. In fact, she needs to go to prison. I mean, we're not talking about, hey, go to the Capitol and, and, and maybe, you know, put up your flag or something. We're talking about literally drone strikes against the people you don't like. You put Nancy Pelosi's comments with Maxine Waters' comments with Joe Biden's comments with this lady's comments. And you say there's a cabal for destruction of the country. Put them all in jail. But see, no one's even saying that. They're just like, hey, we might take back the White House if we get Donald to run for speaker. What? Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As millions of people across the United States continue to weather a deadly winter storm without power, forecasters predict ice and low temperatures could be ahead for some in the worst hit states. Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and Kentucky are already facing hazardous roads, power outages, and water shutoffs from the winter storms, and more is forecast on the way. The weather has led to at least 26 deaths. More than 3 million homes in Texas were without power as of Tuesday evening. State Senator Melissa Melendez, the Republican from Lake Elsinore, California, has introduced two legislative proposals that are designed to counter cancel culture. Under Melendez's bill, political affiliation would be considered a protected class, as is race, gender, or sexual orientation. Melendez says cancel culture and the efforts to silence differing opinions and voices should be a growing concern for all of us. End quote. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The coronavirus levels in America is dropping. USA Radio News' Tim Berg reports. Health officials say the dramatic drop in coronavirus cases, hospitalizations, and deaths is because of social distancing measures and more vaccines. Dr. Ajish Jha is the dean of Brown University School of Public Health. He tells NBC's Today Show we need to keep our guard up for just a little bit longer. We're just about to enter a really big storm. We will get through that storm. And by the later spring, I think things will be much, much easier to open. I'm just asking people to hold on a little bit longer. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau. I'm Tim Berg. The EPA has a list of disinfectants for use against COVID-19. Look for products with active ingredients such as ethanol, hydrogen peroxide, or quaternary ammonium. 
NASCAR has a road course race this weekend. The O'Reilly Auto Parts 253 at Daytona is Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox and MRN. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. So Donald Trump can say peacefully, patriotically, go to the U.S. Capitol and let the congressmen and senators know that you would like us to look into election fraud. We believe there's election fraud and we need Congress to look into this to get to the truth. It's their duty. Please peacefully as patriots go to the Capitol to get this done. And they literally impeached the guy and saying he's an insurrectionist and now there's lawsuits against him left and right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me carefully. At the same time, you literally have, during a segment on MSNBC, whacked out host Nicole Wallace suggested that the United States could use drones, strikes against Trump supporters. Okay, and everybody's fine. There's nobody that even bats an eye. In fact, like, hey, man, we... Uh, we're closing businesses because of the snow. Maybe we can elect Donald in 2022. You know, hey, we're going to take over in 2024. It's going to be, what are they talking about? They're not even on the same planet. Okay, why isn't this lady arrested? You can't be suggesting using drones against people. What kind of a psychotic world are we in? But the Republicans don't have any backbone. No one's even bringing this up but me, James. No one. Okay, this was something I was going to say before the break, and it ties into what you're talking about right now. No one has been as – it's possible to be as anti-Republican as as I've been, but it's hard to be more so coming from a conservative, uh, pro-Christian, pro-freedom, pro-everything that this network is uh, type of uh, perspective. So – uh, Trump, you know, came down. If he does run again, by the way, he, he's going to have to go back to to the immigration. He's going to go have going to have to go back to the populism uh, that propelled him to his win. He got away from that, and he lost a lot of the white working class voters. They didn't necessarily go back to the Democrats or go to the Democrats. Uh, they just simply stayed home, and that was his margin of error, and that's why he lost. Uh, if you discount voter fraud, and he's going to have to do something about mail-in balloting, by the way, if he if he runs again. But anyway, that that that's a long way away. And the more important thing I think is Sam. Uh, with regard to Donald for speaker, that's an interesting theory. I don't think he's going to do that. Once you're the principal of a school, you don't go back as the substitute teacher, even though there would be some strategic value in that. I think he's going to see that as beneath him. I do think he'll run again. And if he does, and when he does, could be a very different Republican Party. Now, we know that the Republican establishment, <laughs> Mitt Romney, uh, Mitch McConnell, terrible. I mean, they're as bad as any Democrat uh, you've ever heard of. But what is going on in the Republican Party? Again, I mentioned this. Post-election poll of Republican voters from an establishment polling company. If anything, the events of the past four years have really caused the Republican base to come to terms with realities. And here's what I'm talking about. 87% of Trump voters are concerned about anti-white discrimination. 87% of Trump voters, that's 75 million people, that's that's half the electorate, are thinking just like we do. They reject this anti-white, so-called white privilege theory. Okay, uh, They reject the systematic uh, racism conspiracy theory. So what's going on here is uh, the left, for the last five years, the Trump era has indiscriminately used a bazooka to smash a flea. So What's gone on is with this explosion of wokeness and censorship and violence from the left under Donald Trump, 
and the hyperbolic attacks on his base, which is, of course, majority white, they have backfired. It's created the siege mentality amongst Republican voters, and it has raised the salience of of, of their identity uh, because they've been attacked nonstop by the media. All whites are targeted as racist and white supremacists now. So uh, why, why am I bringing that up? Because what we're seeing is not only are, uh, are the views of the Republican base crystallizing, the people who share those views are driving out a lot of the country club Republicans. They're going to the Democrats. The Republican vacuum is being peel, uh, filled by these people, by our people, by people like me. And and I think you're seeing it manifested a little bit with uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's been in the news so much, the Republican congresswoman out of Georgia. She spoke re- out recently as a white woman who said that she has been under attack by the media on the basis of her racial identity. Even Trump never did that. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, so what I'm saying is... Whew, in 2022 and 2024, the Republican Party may be forced to cater to the demands of these people because they've come, become such an overwhelming part of the electorate. The people, the betrayal the will people still happen. Let changing. me tell you a story of Mitt Romney in Utah to make this point. Okay, I think if you guys think you could take over the Republican Party and reform it, you guys are on crack. Okay, I've always state, said that. I've always said that. The deep state is too strong. You'll never get it done. So in Utah, I don't know if you know, but it has a caucus system. It used to. And the caucus system basically rejected Mitt Romney. But then they created these laws that said, well, you know what? If you get enough um, you know, people to, to back you and stuff like that, you can get on the ballot even if you lost the caucus anyway. So that's what Romney did. And because of the media drive, Romney won. All right? And so then people are like, what's wrong with you guys in Utah, man? How can you back a whacked-out liberal extremist like Romney? He's not really Republican. And my response is, we know. We the people did reject Romney. But because of hook and crook, they circumvented the system, and in partnership with the media, there he sits, deep swamp Republican, right in the heart of Utah. All right? Now that Romney voted against President Trump, here's the headline. Romney called deep state agent in censure motion. However, GOP leaders in Utah come to Romney's defense. So here's what happened. They put together a petition to try to recall this sucker, to try to censure him, to say, you know what, this is bogus, uh, to set the stage so that we can get him out next election. And I'm one of the people that signed it, James. But the big Trump rejecting deep state swamp in Utah and across the nation, they just doubled down and backed Romney. And now the headlines say, your censure's not going to go anywhere. So never mind that we got thousands of people that have signed this thing. The Utahns are fed up. But what are you going to do next election? Just watch the vote fraud go down? Okay, they commit this on the Republican side. Vote fraud is not new. Donald Trump's not bringing up something that's new, like, oh my gosh, there's vote fraud. Vote fraud has been going on by the deep state, by the swamp, Republicans and Democrats alike for decades. Okay, and it's going to continue unabated because the American people aren't even looking to the right solutions. Okay, they want some rogue thugs up at the Supreme Court to solve it. And they went, not. We're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Are you crazy? Done. Next. Okay, Donald Trump tried to put a vote fraud commission in place at the start of his presidency. All they did was disband it, and he didn't do anything. He just, you know, decided to go golfing in Scotland. I don't know what he did. All I'm telling you is nothing happened. Okay, so if you guys think that we're going to reform the Republican Party, the, the deep state still has way too much power. Way too much power. And the proof in the pudding is when they're in bed with the media... 
look, you've got a lady that said we're going to use drone strikes against Trump supporters. That's okay. You literally have a sitting congresswoman at the time saying, push back on them, create a crowd, harass them basically everywhere they go. No problem. You have Donald say, hey, peacefully roll to the Capitol and let's look into vote fraud. This is serious. Peacefully, patriotically go to the Capitol. And everybody's literally getting arrested, up on charges, lied about, manipulated. I try to straighten it out and they go, hey, hey, you can't peddle that fake news. We're going to ban you on everything. And we're just like, "Mm, man, it's a really bad storm out there, James. Uh, The snow's coming down, buddy. Better not send your kids to school there, James. Don't drive on the roads, James. And what are they talking about? Okay, then we allow this global warming and uh, coronavirus fraud to continue. See, I haven't heard a thing from Trump except for, oh my gosh, he drove in his motorcade and everybody clapped and waved uh, down there in wherever, Florida or whatever. Uh, Other than that, I haven't heard from Donald in a month and a half or whatever, a month or whatever it is. Why? What's going on, James? No one's speaking Look, up Trump- nobly, boldly, and independently at all. No, no, no. Look, it, it, you're, you're right about a lot of that, but what I'm saying is Trump was never the savior. Trump was never going to be the pill, the elixir that came in and, and did all this, even if he was sincere, which, of course, he wasn't in a lot of ways. But he does represent the fact that a guy who campaigned as he campaigned, his campaign was pretty good. His presidency, not so much, but hell, I'd still take him over Biden, that's for sure. But uh, his campaign proved that these are winning issues. Our issues are winning issues. Are you going to reform the Republican Party? I mean, the Republican Party is criminally corrupt. We all know that. But what I'm saying is this goes back, I think, to a, to a, to a bigger picture. Uh, I mean, it goes back to, 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 to Russia. during The, the only way the, the these Bolshevik. issues will be winning issues is if you put together a third party and make it a real winning issue. But Donald Trump already backed I, away and ducked from that. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't. You look, I mean, the the. the Republican Party, the Democratic Party working together, being two sides of the same coin or whatever, or two wings of the same bird or a duopoly. I mean, this has been going on since the 60s with George Wallace. And I mean, we all know that. okay? and I don't know. Look, I don't I doubt a third party could compete. I don't think a third party could win. I mean, it would just it would just be too much of the the votes. If Ross Ross Perot could pull 90 percent of the vote, Donald Trump could get more than that. Well, he could, but Ross Perot also didn't win a single state. I think, uh, I think if Trump did go third party, he would probably do like George Wallace did, and and win several states. But he, but he wouldn't win the election. Uh, this is though it, it's bigger than this, Sam. I know we're coming up on the break, but it's it's bigger than elections. It's bigger than party. What we're talking about is look at what happened in Russia. Look what happened. This goes back to historical cycles. Uh, I'm not talking about the Republican Party is going to be reformed. What we're I'm talking about is a you, sea change. In seconds. That's it. Listen to the wind blow. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen 
like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, James Edwards, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I thought you froze crazy. over there, Sam. No, I'm good, ladies and gentlemen. I just pressed the wrong button, that's all. Um, so all I can tell you, James, is it's a battle for the hearts and minds of people. And let me give you a quick 10-second comparison to illustrate what I think you're about to unleash, which I think is really wise and important. So before the American Revolution happened, ladies and gentlemen, the hearts and minds of the people were changing. A great evolution of understanding was underway. And a lot of people believe that the revolution, you know, was, you know, Hey, it was a five, seven, eight, ten year thing. No, no, no. It was a 50 year thing. And um, the hearts and minds were changing long before uh, what we know as the revolution really happened. The revolution, uh, many people had said, by the time that the war actually broke out, the revolution has already happened and was complete. Okay, because the hearts and minds and souls of the people were educated and changed. We're about in that same reality check, James. That that's the thing. I mean, we look at uh, we have a short sighted view of history so often, and it's just human nature to only see things through the lens of your own lifetime. And if you look at what's happened in this country in our lifetime, it's just it's gone from bad to worse, and it's getting progressively worse still. Uh, but if you look at historical trends uh, with regards to the rise and falls of, of nations, and I think I may uh, have even mentioned this, Sam, the la I think I did uh, the last uh, last month when I was on your show. So we're not going to rehash this, but you have these cycles of civilizations, these cycles uh, that dictate the rise and fall of nations, how people go from freedom and faith uh, to, to apathy and bondage, and, and, then, uh, and then the cycle begins anew. Uh, you look at what happened in Russia. I mean, who could have ever thought that Russia uh, would have had such a renaissance? So uh, now, who you know, it's a it's a Christian nation. Uh, the people uh, they're doing a lot of uh, of good things over there, uh, and but just uh, within our lifetime, or at least within the lifetime of our parents and grandparents, I mean, you had uh, <laughs> they were they were killing Christians wherever they found them. They were killing dissidents. Uh, and so within a very short period, Russia has had a complete revolution in in the pure sense of the word. And so yes, I mean, of course, Sam, just because the people's attitudes reflect 
our line of thinking. It doesn't mean the Republican Party is going to go, oh, well, the people want this. Let's let's stand for the people. No. Of course we know it doesn't work that way. Uh, America, if it was up to the people, if it was up to the actual people who vote, none of the tragedies that have afflicted our nation going back to the 1950s would have ever manifested themselves. No, if it had been up to a public vote, none of this evil would would have come. The American people would have never allowed it. No American voted for uh, unlimited uh, illegal immigration. No American, you know, the majority of Americans, I say no American, the majority of Americans wouldn't have voted for this displacement. The majority of Americans wouldn't have voted for abortion, uh, the murder of children. The majority of Americans wouldn't have voted for transgenderism and, and uh, all of this stuff with the bathroom usage. And just all, you pick whatever you want to, whatever issue. The majority of Americans would have never gone along with it, especially at the time when they were implemented. OK, uh, so we, we know that. And uh, and we know that the Republican Party and all of a sudden going to say, well, we're going to champion the people because that's what the people want. It doesn't work that way. Uh, but what I am saying is, if you look at it with regards to historical trends and beyond the scope of your own lifetime, these are things that play out uh, over the course of several decades and even uh, in some cases, the, the, the course of a century or two, uh, th- this this current trajectory that we're on is just not going to sustain itself. I am as confident of that as uh, I am in, in uh, anything that I believe in. It's not. Uh, the only question is, will we be able to live to see the change? How much worse will it happen before it changes? Will our children have to suffer uh, before it changes? But it isn't going to last. And I, I, I am encouraged, though, in the short term to see the attitudes of the people have become a little more sturdy uh and and you are now starting to see people like trump who will at least give it lip service people like marjorie taylor green who uh aren't backing down from it so you are seeing a change my goal isn't to reform the republican party and then everything goes back to good we're gonna have to have a complete reset here in america back to god family and country and it isn't gonna happen with the republican party it's gonna happen when the whole society shifts and i think we are beginning sam to, to bring this uh, to a point, I believe we are beginning to feel the early tremors of this, as you call it, a sea change. Uh, how long it takes uh, to, to run its course, that, that I don't know. And to prove your point, James, Cuomo faces bipartisan condemnation, calls for resignation on the heels of nursing home revelations but the mainstream press now lies and says well he was transparent with the numbers it was just and they make excuses but we all know he lied and got caught lying about the numbers he should be impeached and arrested for his lies but of course the republicans do nothing so nothing will happen if donald's not careful he'll get arrested because he's so docile now overreach creates blowback for ka and nye so california and new york governors they face ouster will we recall the left coast Will we recall the right coast? Will we stop these, uh, in my opinion, belligerent, extreme, radical socialist leaders? And I think we're going to make a great attempt, but I bet we don't get it done. Yeah, and if we well, do, the I, deep state will, through their George Soros and their other monies, create riots in the streets, buddy. That's what they'll resort to. Resort to. And then they'll blame well, it on it, us. So don't this be there. Is the thing that... No, you're right about that. Don't engage in it. Don't partake in it. Don't advocate for it. Don't don't be around. But it. now our but First what, Amendment's obliterated if we say don't peacefully assemble. See, so we, we, yeah, we're darned if we do, darned if we don't on this one, James. 
Well, and we know that, and and but well, but of course, again, you got to go back. I mean, uh, uh, Russia is an example in recent history that we can look to, where uh, you know what was happening to the dissidents there was a lot worse than than here. They were starved to death. They were thrown in gulags. They were just shot on the street wherever they were found. That may happen here. That could happen here. Uh, but the inmates are not going to reform their own asylum. I mean, the, the, you, you, <laughs> these people aren't going to do it themselves. They're going to have to be given a, a, a little boost, and the people are going to have to do it. They're going to have to rise up and do it. Um, but the, yes, obviously the situation where people did get up to, uh, to voice their opinion, the last couple of times it's happened, uh, you, you can look at even Charlottesville or, or the situation at the Capitol. And the last time you've had people who are outside of the system getting together, uh, well, you, you see how the system manipulated it, even though of course what happened in both of those scenarios was a walk in the park compared to your garden variety BLM or or uh, Antifa terrorist uh, uprising that we've seen in, in in cities across the country all year. These people aren't going to reform themselves, uh, and the people are going to have to 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 stand up and do something. They will be obviously batted down, and they're going to be faced with um, uh, with 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 a lot of resistance. Uh, but I, I, I just know, Sam. I know that this will fall. This will fall, and and America will recycle and uh, and and reshuffle and resort. We're seeing it now with the electorate. We're seeing it in the Republican Party. You keep telling people. You keep pressing people. You put too much stress and pressure on a people, on a group of people. And what I'm talking about specifically are your working to middle class white voters. You tell them how evil they are. Uh, you, you, you constantly berate them. Uh, you constantly deny them uh, the same rights that you so willingly give and afford to everyone else. They will pop. I mean, it's just, it's just human nature. You know what's going to happen. But the, the difference here in America, of course, is that uh, unlike any other society probably in history, all of these people that are so under attack, they've got all the guns. Uh, so I don't know how the the state. And again, this goes back to what you said a moment ago, Sam. And it has to be it has to be repeated. We're not saying you you use these guns and you go out and do something stupid and foolhardy. That's the best way to deprive yourself of of your life and to ruin the lives of your children and spouses. Don't do it. Uh, but I don't know exactly how if you keep if you keep uh, poking the the, the tiger, uh, how the the deep state is going to continue to to do this. They will uh, continue and, and to escalate and go to war, create famine, uh, whatever it takes. They'll even maybe they always use, push uh, too far though. They'll maybe use ultimately the they always push too so far. So here's where they overreach, which they will. Here's what we do: impeach the deep state for its conspiracy to kill the Constitution. John Whitehead. Here's what he says: Let's impeach the deep state and its cabal of government operatives from every point along the political spectrum, right, left, and center. Why? For conspiring to expand the federal government's powers at the expense of the citizenry. Even now, ladies and gentlemen, we are being pushed and prodded towards a civil war. John Whitehead writes this, and I think he's spot on on the point. Folks, we better get involved. We better demand accountability in elections. Okay, we better go to the local precinct and use every county sheriff, 3,000 of them in the country, and every precinct, 175,000 of them in the country, to push back and demand transparency 
transparent, honest elections, and then we better jettison the socialist, communist, deep state. And if we don't do it now, they're continuing to literally use their flaxen threads around us to where we'll be so bound up, tied up, we'll be able to do nothing about it if we're not careful. And John Whitehead, in my opinion, intelligently brings this forward. And the sea change is happening in the hearts and minds of the people, I agree. Now we've got to take it to, let me say it again, peaceful action. To make a difference. Now, they're going to, if anybody does anything bad, they're going to say Sam caused it because he said, you know, be peaceful, turn to God, pray (laughs) hard, and try to create honesty in elections. Isn't that really the only thing Donald Trump said? Okay, and we're allowing this cabal to continue to lord over us, and it's got to stop. The problem is if we push back, they just say we're terrorists. We've got to get a grip on this, folks, and we better do it cleanly, quickly, reverently, peacefully. And the only way to do that is to turn to God and then go to work. James? Uh, that's it. Uh, you want to do it peacefully, but you also want to be forceful. And what I mean by forceful is uh, uncompromising in what you expect your government to do, which is, is what? Grant and that's Equal why I'm not giving citizens. the Donald or any Republicans a pass. Yeah. So, uh, it, it look, we'll see how it plays out. But I am I am optimistic about some of the trends I've seen even post-election. Um, of course, the Soviet Union ended up collapsing on its head. I mean, the people there didn't didn't violently overthrow the Soviet Union. It was just so uh, uh, obese in terms of its corrupt uh, and and deadly ideology that it just it just it just completely faded away. And and I think that that could happen here. That could happen here. Uh, but again, how do you police such a well armed populace? And, and all the people that they hate so much are the ones that absolutely have the ability to defend themselves. What well, you have and here, and I'm going to talk the about the propaganda this. of the media, though. They'll turn it into a civil war, sir. You're an anti-global warming person. Therefore, you're the enemy, buddy. And if you're not very yeah, but careful, I they'll create a war in America. Well, I mean, but there's only so much law enforcement. I'm not talking about going against law enforcement. Obey the laws. I mean, you know, we've been very clear about this, but I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, there's only so many people in law enforcement, so many people in the military. How many tens of millions of, of Americans are armed? No, but course, I understand Americans will be against Americans. Mm, well, that's true, too. You but I'm telling you, the 75 million, if the 75 million Trump voters are, are together, the 75 million people that resip, represent that part of the electorate, uh, you've got numbers you can win with there. And that's the, that's the thing. You look at these polls, the question is, they're not led, they're not organized. If they do get a true leader, a true leader, and they do get organized. Uh, Look out. You can take this back very peacefully. Amen to that. And that's what we advocate for, ladies and gentlemen. In my humble opinion, pray for peace. Advocate for peace. Pray and prepare for defense as necessary. And promote God, family, and country, will you? Because I believe that's the key to our success. For James Edwards and Sam Bushman. Gotta turn back to God. Say it again. Gotta turn back to God. God. It has to be Christ-centered. This whole thing has to be. God save the Republic of the United States of America.